IBEC, the voice of Irish business. And you are welcome back to IBEC's podcast. In this episode, we are joined by IBEC Chief Economist and Head of National Policy, Jared Brady, and IBEC Economist, Hazel O'Hearn Flynn. They provide an immediate reaction to Budget 2023 and analyse what it means for business. Hello and welcome to the IBEC Budget Day podcast, or when you're listening to it a little bit after Budget Day. Myself, Jared Brady, here with my colleague Hazel Hearn Flynn. We're going to look a little bit about the key wins for business in the budget and the things that maybe didn't go so well on Budget Day. But first, just to talk a little bit about where we came from for this budget. Ultimately, Hazel, the government have managed to do three things at once, which is very hard to do as a government. Firstly, they've spent 11 billion, probably the biggest uh, non-COVID budget in the history of the state. They've at the same time managed to put 6 billion over the next 18 months or so into the National Pension Reserve Fund, as it used to be called, or now the National Reserve Fund. And they've managed at the same time to run a budget surplus. So they have both put a massive amount of money away spent a massive amount of money and put, uh, I suppose, uh, been, been able to run a budget surplus. And in the same week where we've seen the UK fiscally challenged, that looks like a mighty feat. What has allowed them to do that over the last while? Yeah, well, as you say, it's a, it's a fairly impressive trifecta. Um, I suppose the key difference between ourselves and the UK at the moment is um, we're coming into this budget with really bumper tax receipts, uh, particularly corporation tax and uh, also some really significant increases in income tax receipts. Uh, and those things together, with, along with the kind of the, the momentum and the resilience that we've seen coming through from the Irish business model, means that the, the government's been in a position to, to have a really, um, a, a really broad and really expansive um, budget and, and meet those other goals. And if you look at the numbers today, the, the Department of Finance are saying relative to 2019, so before COVID, uh, total tax receipts are up 23 billion. Almost half of that is corporate tax and much of the rest of the other half, uh, about 17 billion out of 23 total is, is corporate tax or, or income tax. Mm. And, and half is, is probably corporate tax, about 10 billion or a little bit more than it. So it's this massive uh, tax influx, which has come from, I suppose, mostly the, the business model and a lot of it paid by our own members, which has allowed the government to both um, protect the economy to a great extent, although not fully. Nobody will be fully protected by this budget, unfortunately, because of the, the rate of inflation we're seeing, but do significant material things to try and protect households and businesses to still run a surplus and at the same time to uh, to be able to put money away if we need more into next year. So it's, a, it's probably a good place for them to start uh, to be in such a position of strength. Could you talk to us about, I suppose people listening to this podcast will want to know what's in it for me, what are the kind of key wins that we saw in the budget today? Um, what kind of areas did we see uh, positives in? And we'll start with the positives first and come to maybe the negatives at the end. Yeah, yeah. on, on balance, I think there are probably uh, more positives than negatives that you could, you could take away from today. Uh, so w- one of the biggest ones, and probably a lot of the focus is going to be on it, is um, a, a large package of 1.4 billion in energy supports. Um, for businesses and, and the, the benefits of that is that it's uh, they're going to be very broadly uh, applied um, so, so they'll be applied quite widely uh, to main schemes um, and, and the benefit is that it should capture um, 
businesses kind of across size classes and across sectors and industries. Um, beyond the energy supports, uh, we've also seen some significant improvements in terms of uh, income tax here. So something IBEC would have long been calling for is uh, an increase of the entry point to the higher marginal rate of taxation. And, and we've seen a fairly significant increase of that up to 40,000 in this year's budget. And probably a key point there as well is that a lot of that change in the income tax was needed because if people didn't get that increase in the entry point, you would see a lot more people in the top rate of tax next year then it becomes a major issue that that effectively they're seeing tax increases by stealth if they hadn't got those increases. So those increases more or less offset what inflation is going to do to people's pay packets and therefore to, to kind of the tax and the amount of tax that they pay. So the government is giving back the tax they otherwise would have collected in a way. Yeah, and it prevents people sort of inadvertently drifting with inflation into that higher rate. Uh, and it also brings us a little bit more in line with the uh, the income tax systems of some of the, the other EU countries we've been competing with for labour. So so another area is where we look at the kind of longer term stuff beyond the emergency piece um, and the, the on, on energy and the income tax side. What are the kind of longer term economy building and growth building kind of measures that we saw in today's budget? Yeah, well, um, we've seen some uh, movement on housing with the extension of Help to Buy. Um, we have seen uh, a fairly significant increase in spending for education, skills and innovation, uh, and that would be a key kind of longer term strategic issue for the country. Um, and, and then we've also seen some, um, some expansions and in some cases just some tweaks to some of the existing supports for, um, for businesses, in particular SMEs. And, and childcare as well is probably an area where we've seen probably out of the out of the longer term measures the biggest win today from a, from both a societal point of view obviously but also from a business perspective because childcare is one of those things that members come back to again and again stopping talented workers coming into the labour force or staying in the labour force probably in the region of 180 million today extra for childcare so so that would be really material uh, for for people's costs as well on the the downside of what we saw today there probably wasn't a huge amount of negatives for business i guess the negatives all came before the budget in terms of the the economic context of of where we entered this from but what did we see that were kind of the minuses on, on the other side of the ledger for for the business community today yeah well i suppose the the big one that a lot of people would have been looking for is uh the retention of the nine percent VAT rate for tourism and hospitality and, and unfortunately um, that, that's set to end in February of next year. Uh, now, unfortunately, for, for the experience economy, that's, uh, that's a set of companies that are, are uh, like everyone, facing some significant costs in terms of energy costs and at the same time um, would have relatively tight margins to be absorbing some of, some of the kind of cost pressures that we're seeing at the, the moment. Uh, and now the, the kind of loss of that 9% flat rate at the same time will be sort of an additional disappointment to the sector. So, so almost at a time where people are already facing a squeeze in their margins from all the cost increases they're facing, you're effectively taking three and a half points off their margin, which probably aren't huge in that sector in the first instance. So it sort of obviously is challenging for them. But overall, would you say the list of positives today very much outweighs the negatives and, and probably was the right scale of a package as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, given given the kind of backdrop that you, you ran us through there and given the sheer kind of number of demands um, on this budget, 
I think you could say it's actually striking quite a good balance. Uh, it is a shame about the 9% rate, but we've seen some, some fairly significant improvements in terms of uh, energy supports, in terms of um, propping up consumption, uh, and in terms of dealing with some of those longer term issues like childcare and housing and innovation. Uh, and then finally, I suppose, uh, if we move into next year, the, the government have obviously already committed a huge amount of money, um, but they have left themselves some space, both in the National Reserve Fund, as they're calling it now. They have six billion there that's squirreled away. They have a surplus this year of a billion and six billion next year. And then on top of that, there are temporary measures over this winter that will expire mostly in the early part of next year of almost four billion in the budget. So if the government later next year need to come back to it, the key point, if the energy crisis continues, the government have left themselves breathing space to be able to do more throughout next year effectively, right? Yeah, that, that's right. And I think the, the watchword of the last couple of months and, and over the next year has just been kind of uncertainty. Uh, and given that uncertainty, it, it's it's very prudent that the, the government has given itself the space to respond as needed. Uh, as you say, a lot of these supports, um, at least as they're set out here, wind up in uh, spring of next year. But uh, there's, a, there's a possibility that additional supports are going to be needed going forward. So to summarise, I suppose the, the view from today is um, there's a lot of positives. This, you know, that many of them are dealing with a really difficult backdrop. Um, there are some negatives, but more or less the, the positives well outweigh the negatives in the measures that we saw in the mix of them. And crucially, we have this kind of um, reserve, I suppose, of, of resources and the continued strength of the business model has continued to, to pump tax in uh, to the system, which will allow us to do things differently, I suppose, than a lot of other countries as we head into 2023. And we hope that you enjoyed this latest episode. To read IBEC's full Budget 2023 submission, visit ibec.ie slash budget2023. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.